Greetings, greetings, and welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place, Right Crime. I'm your host, Frank Safiro, and this is an open and shut episode with Sebastian Fietzek. Now, uh, Sebastian is a German-based author who writes in German, uh, lives in Berlin, and his books are being translated for English reading audiences, uh, including Das Pocket, which is the package that uh, came out back in October. And uh, he's got a new project coming called The Playlist that uh, also sounds pretty cool. And we talked about all of that uh, and, and also how he gets his ideas, which I know is a common question people have of writers. Uh, he gives you a couple of really great answers to that. But before we talk to Sebastian, I do want to remind you that Down and Out Books is the sponsor of Wrong Place or Right Crime. Down Out Books is a mid-sized publisher of crime fiction, most of it from the darker and grittier end of the spectrum. If that sounds like something you'd like, you can find out more at their website, downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books, take the journey with us. So before we dive into our conversation with Sebastian, I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Uh, Here we are in 2022. Uh, This podcast began in 2017, uh, about 140 episodes ago, and uh, I'm I'm still here because you're still here. Uh, So I want to say thanks up front uh, for being part of this and uh, for listening and for your continued support in 2022. All right. As I mentioned, Sebastian Fitzek is a German-based author, very popular there. And with the publication in English of his works, looking to branch out into the UK and the US. Really cool guy. I really enjoyed my conversation with him. Got to practice German a little bit before and after the interview. Uh, as, as are most people when I struggle in their language, he was very gracious about it, uh, no matter how schlecht I was. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and meet Sebastian Fitzek. Well, hello, Sebastian, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Frank. You may be in a dead heat for the furthest away at time of recording for a guest. I have had <laughs> I've had Australians on, I think, so maybe maybe you don't win, but uh, we no. are speaking. You're speaking to me from Berlin, uh, Germany. That's today. right. Yeah, that's right. I'm very honored to be on your show. Well, well, I'm I'm very pleased to have you here, all the way from Central Oregon to Berlin, and and the magic of technology has us chatting. Uh, I, I live in a Star Trek world, I believe now. It's finally, <laughs> it's finally come to pass. But that's science fiction, and that's not what you write. You are a thriller writer, and right. uh, you're here today to talk about. Uh, das Pocket, the package, mm-hmm. which yeah. is getting a uh, getting a US UK release, correct? That's right, and um, yeah, it's it's one of um, uh, in Germany. I release a lot of um, psychological thrillers, and um, I'm happily successful. And uh, the package is one of my books, which for me is always the easiest explanation. How do I come to my ideas? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, I usually take my ideas out of every um, day scenarios, which I have a different look um, at, probably. So, um, uh, do, you, do you want me to tell a story how I came? Um, sure. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'm sure the audience will be too. Um, it's it's like um, um, the mailman ring at my door and ask me uh, to take a package for the neighbor, which is a 
typical everyday um, yeah behavior. So and and and, and um, I live in a very small street, and uh, I thought that I knew every neighbor, but the name of the package didn't tell me anything. So because I'm, I'm a thriller author, I started thinking instantly. Um, is this a weird package? Is there something in it? I start to to shake it and press my ear <laughs> on it and smell something maybe. So and I, I took a look at the at the uh, name on the package and it was Parland and I said, well, I don't, I don't know the name. I don't know it. And maybe I switch on the news and then there is maybe a police investigation searching for. Mr. Pollen, who broke out of a mental facility and searching for a package, and then my doorbell is ringing. So I was in my own movie, and I, I, <laughs> I knew instantly this could be the start um, of of a thriller. So um, this was the impulse, and that is not terribly far off from what happens to yep. your protagonist in this book. Mm -hmm. Although uh, she is not a thriller writer, she has a different mm -hmm. background. And I, I don't think it's a spoiler to, to fill in no. the audience what that is. No, she's a psychiatrist and um, she, um, yeah, she has to, um, yeah, when she's in a hotel room, there's something terrible happening to her, which also um, recurs to something which uh, was, was really happened. Um, uh, to one of uh, my fr my friends, and she actually she was in New York, and um, she's was uh, uh, my friend Manuela. She um, um, forty years old, and she's but she's sometimes afraid um, uh, of the big city, and she she uh, closes herself in the hotel bathroom to take a shower while the family was doing sightseeing, and when she got out out of the the, the shower, which was the bus top she had to get out, she saw a handwriting on the mirror said, um, help me. Um, and and but the door was closed, was uh, um, and nobody was in there. So he was really, she was really shocked. And the first thing that she did was she phoned me and she said, Sebastian, <laughs> this could be something in your out of your books. <laughs> um, and I said, yeah, but this is only a joke. So the, the guy or the girl before, who was in the room before uh, you just uh, tagged with uh, the the finger uh, on the um, uh -huh. on the on the mirror and and um, prayed that that the stuff yeah. doesn't doesn't mm -hmm. do the cleaning very probably and when the steam comes up mm -hmm. then the handwriting is visible so but it's pretty diabolical book, <laughs> yeah 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 that's which is a well, it's a kind of joke which which I like um, uh, but it's it's really but but it's 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 weird because you're not there when this thing is happening it's really? all in your head that this kind um, this that you will do shock somebody with this well and but in my book Look, um, the psychiatrist. She Emma. She um, she gets out of uh, the bus tube in the uh, out of the shower in the hotel room, and uh, she sees the handwriting and and um, says, "Get out of uh, of here." Um, and she is frightened too, and she searches the hotel the hotel room and everything, but um, there's nobody there. And then she falls asleep, and and then something very cruel is happening to her and she suffers from from this and uh half year later she um she doesn't get out of her house because she's afraid of that the guy who did harm to her in the hotel room will come again so she gets everything delivered at her home and one day she re receives a package 
and there's a name on it and she doesn't know the neighbor but she lives in a very small street now it comes to me again and she thought she knew everyone so she she's frightened that with a package all the bad things are coming into her home again what a great setup thank you and I think people, you know, they, they ask writers all the time, how do you get your ideas? So this is a mm -hmm. wonderful example of how you can yeah. take something actually pretty mundane. Hey, would you give this package to your neighbor? And, and, and the fertile mind of the thriller writer, uh, you know, <laughs> just takes it and runs uh, with it. And so yeah. I think it's pretty, pretty fascinating. And this book is coming out in the U.S. and the U.K., I think in November uh, I think there's this, yeah, the, uh, might be then the paper break edition. I'm not sure. I, I'm really not sure, um, uh, to be honest, but I'm very flattered and honored that it, it is at all um, uh, available in, in your country. You know, when 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 I was young, I, I, I read all the um, legendary thriller authors um, who really inspired me. Of course, I'm, I'm a child of the 80s. I'm born 1971. And and then in my, my childhood, when I became a teenager, I, of, of course, I read everything from uh, by, by Stephen King, um, who uh, really um, not influenced my writing, but um, yeah, opened up um, the world of, of suspense uh, to me. And, and, and later on, I studied, um, I, I read everything from by Michael Crichton or John Grisham. And so it's mostly U.S. writers that, um, yeah, really, um, I spend a lot of time with. You speak English very well, but do you, you write primarily uh, in German? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm even not able to really read in, in, in English. I, 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 we see now because we are, um, we, we can, um, we have Netflix or Amazon or um, Sky and HBO. So uh, um, it's luckily uh, I can see uh, movies uh, with the subtitles or even with the uh, original uh, language which um, a lot of Americans uh, consider to be funny that um, Germans uh, did uh, a long time ago only see dubbed and overvoiced um, movies mm -hmm. um, but this this mm -hmm. changed so so I'm I'm I can see a movie I can understand it I can hear it when we can talk but but reading and writing, um, this is uh, much, much more difficult. Well, and I mean, there are fluent speakers in every language who aren't able to be writers. I mean, it's a talent <laughs> and a craft that has to be developed. Yeah. And so yes, doing, right. doing that in a second language is, is, is far more it's, difficult than just carrying yeah, a conversation. To me, it's impossible. It's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad when I'm able to, to write an, an English letter <laughs> to make a hotel room reservation, for example, and I, I cross my finger that they that they understand what I want. Well, you make an interesting observation that uh, for the longest time, German cinema, that foreign films from outside Germany mm -hmm. were dubbed, not subtitled. Yes. And that's I, right. I, I, we spoke off air a little bit, but when I was in the service um, in the army, I lived in in Augsburg in southern mm -hmm. Germany for a couple of years, two and a half, three years. And, uh, you know, there weren't many places to see American films, but there were some American films in German Television. cinemas, yeah. Yeah, and, cinema, yeah. but they were never subtitled. Right. Which is, no, you know, no. and so I didn't go very often. The only one I can remember going to the actual theater to see was a, uh, some Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> uh, it was a sci-fi one. And I okay. remember my, I, I spoke but, a little German at the time. I mean, very, barely passable. 
And my buddy, um, even though he lived there as long as I did, had made no effort to learn German. So we're sitting in this German theater, which we were just amazed at. We could buy beer and watch the movie with a beer, which was you know, just incredible at the time. And we're sitting there drinking our beer, watching this movie, yeah. watch, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And it's, it's sci-fi, which is hard to figure out anyway, right? Now it's yeah, in a foreign yeah, yeah. language. And I'm trying to explain to him what I think is going on based on what little language I pick up. And then, of course, you know, the context of the movie and stuff. And uh, I never had the guts to go back and watch it in English to see how right I was because I pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> might, have been, might not have been very correct. Uh, yeah. So when, when you see your work then that is translated uh, into another language, for instance, English, mm-hmm. um, do you notice, I mean, is, 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 does anything change? Do you think is, is there a stylistic change? Is there a voice change or do you feel fluent enough in English to comment on that or, or, or actually, I that? think that, that, that the point, I think I'm not um, able to really feel the difference because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a nuance that, um, um, that you have the right tone. And I think really translating is an art. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I'm sometimes I'm in touch with the translator, and 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 he asks me um, about, um, for example, there was um, there was an audio play one out of my um, books called The Child, and um, in this book, um, I got I got really good reviews for the audio play um, The Child uh, uh, on, on US. It was uh, released on, on on Audible, and uh, but some voices said the uh, author must be totally sick because in this book uh, a, a woman gives away her baby and she puts it in a um, in a what we called um, baby box and um, it's uh, it's in in the hospital but you can do it anonymously you put it in the box and then you go away you're not arrested but uh, the hospital facilities of the the, the the stuff will take care about it um, the, the baby and and they and they were the comments were this is a totally sick idea out of from a weird German author and we comment on this I don't know this that's in Germany um, it's it's not common but you can do it and it's saves lives of, of um, babies who, um, uh, yeah, of, of, when the mother or father doesn't want, uh, actually, actually a mother doesn't want the baby to give it away. So it saves the life because she can take it to the hospital. So, so um, we, we, are, we have sometimes um, topics we have to discuss about things which are not common in foreign countries mm-hmm. and how do we translate situations um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in the U.S., I think closest you could get to that would be leaving them in a basket on the front door of a an orphanage or a fire station or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it's pretty uncommon. Culture and language, though, are, are interesting. I mean, and, and translation really is a trick, I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. about when I lived in Germany, the, the, there was a tendency, a, a linguistic tendency for people to say the translation of or at the end of their sentence. So they might say, you know, haben Sie Geld oder? Like, do you have, <laughs> do you have any money or, you know, and yeah. that would translate, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be stupid. If you wrote it in English, you'd be like, or what, you know, people. Be, yes. <laughs> and if you're writing it in Canadian, you'd probably say a, or, or whatever in the U S you might say man or dude, or, or you might just drop yeah. it entirely. But yeah, 
yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I uh, this isn't a topic I've really talked to too many people about, so it's kind of fascinating. Do you ever read your own stuff in English just to see how it sounds? Um, just uh, uh, pages, not not the whole book, um, uh, but um, yeah, some some chapters. Now you wrote another one. Um, that, you know, with all the publication dates in different countries being funny, mm-hmm. I could be wrong about this, but I think mm-hmm. it's coming out here in the U.S. soon called mm-hmm. Amok. Yeah. And it, it has the premise of some kind of a terrorist uh, hijacking a popular Berlin radio station. That's right. Uh, so uh, given the whole way that the package came into being i'm kind of curious if there's a story behind how this idea happened <laughs> oh there's uh, um my 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 former job was I'm, i was a pd of a um, private radio station 104.6 rtl in berlin and um and while i was doing my job there and um uh, uh, it was in my very beginnings this is one of my earlier books i saw that a group of visitors were passing by my office and they wanted to um, have a look at the morning show, which just was going on. And I, I was thinking to myself, what if one guy in this group um, doesn't want only to do sightseeing, he, he wants uh, to kidnap the whole team of the morning show. And and then I was asking me, why um, is he doing uh, this? And um, the, the station uh, was just playing... Um, the game, which which um, is really common in the U.S. too, I'm not sure if American radio stations are playing it still, but it's called the uh, uh, it's like the phrase that pays. Um, so you you randomly phone out people, maybe in, in Oregon, out of um, yeah, randomly, and and when they um, answering the call with um, listening to one two point seven Oregon FM, then they win fifty thousand bucks. Um, that's what we were playing in Berlin. And I, and um, then I came up with a story that the guys who pretended to to be just a visitor of the station um, captures the whole morning team and plays the phrase that pays with a um, with a new slogan. I'm um, uh, when you are you, when you get a phone call and nobody knows. Everyone in Berlin and later on in Germany can take this call. And if you receive the call and you answer it instantly, not with hello or Hi, I'm Sebastian. Who are you? When you answer it with, I'm listening to 102.7 FM uh, and now release one hostage, then one hostage gets released. If not, if you say hello or anything else, then one hostage gets killed. This is is, uh, (laughs) the plot um, of this Amok book. Well, you've got a fertile mind. That is a cool idea. <laughs> I really like it. I totally yeah, dig it. That is, that, is, that is awesome. And what a way to get popularity for your, you know, for getting people to listen, you know. Um, yeah. well, well, Sebastian, what's next for you? What's, uh, what's the next project? Well, actually, I'm, I'm in, in, in Germany. I'm, um, I just began to promote um, my next project, which is, really one of my my biggest uh, projects I ever did. I, I wanted to become a musician, so I always try to combine books with music. And now um, I came up with a story where uh, a 15-year-old girl vanishes and um, the investigators find out that um, she had a playlist which she heard uh, over the internet. And um, 
she sh she changed the songs of the playlist while um, she uh, is missing, and there's are 15 songs, and those 15 songs are a riddle. She um, gives clues where she is and uh, how she can be rescued. Um, and we were able um, to get a joint venture with Sony Music um, that there are 15 in German, Austrian, Switzerland, very well-known music acts, um, but also international music acts like, um, for example, Tom Walker or um, Beth Tito, for example, they composed and recorded a song. So actually those 15 songs who decide whether the girl will live or die, these truly exist. Um, and the project is obviously called The Playlist. And these are originals that were created to yeah. be the soundtrack of your book, essentially. Yeah, actually, and it's much more than a soundtrack. It's it's just that that I wrote the book, and I get in touch with every musician, with fifteen different musicians, and we um, and they were inspired by the book, and then they came up with a song, and the song inspired me to change um, maybe the plot, uh, the action in, in in the book. So it was. Uh, it got, was both ways, and and um, uh, now you have fifteen really original. So the songs work by itself, and, and the book works by itself. But together, um, um, it, it's it's which for me is the key factor for psychological thriller is that uh, reality and fiction um, is melting, and you don't know is this real what you ex uh, what you see and what you, what you um, um, would you feel, or is this just fiction? Is it only in your mind? So, so this is what what we call like a real fiction thriller. Well, that's a fascinating idea. It's and it's unique. I love it. Um, Thank you. Uh, uh, when will that be out? Well, actually, in Germany, it will be out. Uh, uh, the, the music will be released in, on the twenty second of October, and the um, and, and the book one week later, the twenty seventh of October. And here in the U.S. and the U.K. will probably be a, at least a year before we get it. Yeah, I think I think so, and and maybe um, maybe with other songs and other riddles. I, I'm not sure because this is um, um, something that um, yeah maybe we we can renew it when it's uh, coming out in one or two years. Well, I'll be looking forward to checking that out, but uh, people don't, they don't have to wait to check out the package. Um, no. That, that is available now. The author is Sebastian Fitzek. And Sebastian, I want to tell you, thanks a lot for coming on the show. I'm very flattered and honored, and thank you very much for having me. All right, folks, there you go, Sebastian Fitzek. And uh, what a cool guy. And for those of you that like to get the inside scoop on how writers get their ideas and so forth, a couple of great stories in there. Uh, also, I, I think the playlist is a really cool idea, this idea of having a, a soundtrack for your book, essentially, and working into the plot and everything. It's ingenious. So uh, check out Sebastian's work. Uh, the package is available now here in the U.S. and in the U.K., and uh, the playlist should be in about a year or so. If you're listening to this in Germany, it's already there. You can be reading it now. 
Uh, on our next episode of Wrong Place, a Right Crime, we're going to talk to Vicki Carter, who is a really cool lady, and she does a lot for writers uh, when it comes to research and learning about research. Uh, she's essentially the author's librarian. That'll be a future episode. We'll dive into a lot of things about uh, research and uh, how writers can make use of the resources that she's compiled, rookie mistakes and veteran moves and all, and all kinds of things. On top of that, she does a podcast and she's a writer in her own right. Uh, and we'll touch on all of that on the next episode of a Wrong Place, Right Crime. Frank Zafiro update for you. I have two items. Uh, one is that uh, if it hasn't happened already, it will be happening shortly. Uh, the anthology to serve, protect, and write will be out. This is an anthology edited by Australian author Andrew Patterson, who is also a former law enforcement officer like myself, and uh, so are all of the authors that he pulled together. Uh, my story is the final story in the anthology. It's called, fittingly enough, The Last Cop, and it's uh, a little bit sci-fi, not heavy sci-fi, but it's a futuristic setting and uh, a story that's uh, been on my hard drive uh, as an idea for a very long time. I'm talking like 15 plus years, and this project just uh, was the perfect outlet for it. So I went ahead and wrote it, and uh, pretty pleased with what uh, came out of that. So to serve, protect, and write... Uh, an anthology edited by Andrew Patterson should be out by now or very shortly. The other piece of Zafiro news I wanted to share with you is that the series, A Grifter's Song, that I created, edit, and uh, contribute to, uh, that is published by Down and Out Books, has kicked off season four. The first episode of the season, episode 22 of the series, is David Housewright's Dracula Wine. That is currently available in digital form. $2.99 for that uh, novella, Dracula Wine by David Housewright, number 22 in the series A Grifter's Song. And these will drop every month, February, March, April, May, June, and July, until we're through with season four. So you can pick those up uh, one at a time. They will eventually be put into a season box set. Uh, with all seven stories at a pretty good discount. The first three seasons are available individually and will be available in box sets shortly as well. Uh, I really encourage you to check them out. There's some great authors who just put together some fantastic stories. Uh, their takes and their style of writing and their approach to the characters and story just really has made this a really fun project for me. So I hope you give that a look. A Grifter's Song, published by Down and Out Books. All right, I want to say a thank you, or should I say Dankeschön, to Sebastian Fitzek for coming on the show, and Down Out Books for being a great sponsor. And of course, like I said at the top of the show, you, the listener, for being here uh, and making this worthwhile. Anyone who has a podcast knows that uh, at times it can be a grind, and uh, having great listeners who really appreciate the material that they're getting pretty much washes all that away and makes it a great experience. So I'm really enjoying this. Looking forward to 2022 and the rest of season five and beyond. So thank you for being part of it. Next episode, Vicki Carter. Until then, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime. Mm-hmm.